take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. It's Sunday, June 26, 2022. This is the Church of MMA podcast. My name is Tabor Cragen. My name is Mason Knight. This is episode 126, Sarzukian versus Gamrot recap. After that, we jump to some MMA news, and then we talk about the highly anticipated International Fight Week UFC 276 preview show. Are you fucking kidding me or what? I'm not kidding you. But before we do all that, Tabor, where do we begin? With our social media accounts, Mason, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at The Church of MMA. Guys, if you aren't following us, make sure you go and do it. We are posting funny memes, trying to make you guys laugh. Hit us up. Also, guys, we do have a Patreon. Five bucks a month gives you exclusive content. And also, we have multiple tiers. Ten bucks a month, you get that same exclusive content, but you also get put in the Church Coin betting competition. You want to bet alongside of us for that beautiful belt right there? You can. Just join the upper tiers. 10 bucks a month also gives you a 10% discount on our Teespring Church merch store. Get yourself a face mask. Get yourself a sweatshirt. Get yourself a t-shirt. We have a lot of different designs and a lot of cool stuff over there. So check all that out. We also have one more tier of the Patreon, guys. $15 a month gives you a 20% discount on the Teespring and everything else mentioned before. Mason, was there anything else we got to show? I think that's it. I think that's it. Sweet. I think that's it. Good enough. Got it over with quick this week. Yes, yes. I'm... uh, very happy about that because we got a lot to jump into uh, in this episode here. And uh, first and foremost, uh, you know, no fight campaign this weekend. Figured we'd save all the uh, the mojo for the International Fight Week taking place uh, July 2nd this Saturday. On a scale of 1 to 10, Tabor, how excited are you for that card? Probably a 9. I want to see Israel and Jared really bad. I want to see Volkanovski Holloway really bad. We did have an announcement what Misha Tate fell off that card. Yeah, Tate. That's uh, because, well, and it wasn't Tate's fault. I guess uh, Lauren Murphy has some undisclosed injury, but they are pushing that to the Long Island card, uh, which is, you know, Yair Rodriguez versus Brian Ortega. So that should be fun, uh, you know, having that on on the card. It, it, it is weird, though. It's like what what the, the injury obviously is not that bad. Because that Long Island card is like two weeks after UFC 276. So Must I have stubbed your toe weird. or something. Yeah, stepped something. on a Lego. Never know. Yeah. Um, so many different options. But yeah, this card's absolutely incredible, Mason. You guys, we're all talking. We want to go live early for that card. So don't be shocked if the prelims, early prelims are on, guys. And we're live on YouTube. So make sure you come check us out yeah. here for this next weekend's Fight Companion. It's going to be a lot of fun. Very excited for that. Mason, we had a great UFC Vegas card last night. Let's just hop right into the, right into the top, right? Yep. Let's go right into the beginning. The main event of the evening, we had... Armin Saryukian versus uh, I almost called him him Christoph Giagos for some reason. (laughs) Dude, I'm like still asleep. I'm going to be honest, guys. I'm a little hungover this morning, so if I sound a little under the weather, that's why. Um, Matsuts Gamrat, the disrespect by me. Dude, this was incredible. Yeah, that's a really good fight. Cardio was absolutely off the chain for both of these men because, like, the scrambles, the transitions, the shots, the pace they were putting on each other, like... I was thoroughly entertained from start to finish. And I'm going to be honest, like a lot of those rounds, I was like, those were very hard, ju- like very hard rounds for me to judge. I would say that I think the judges probably got the right decision. You know, I did feel like Gamera, especially won the fourth and fifth first three. They're so close, man. Like, yeah, I don't think either of these men lose any stock in that. No, no. I mean, they were, they were both 11 and 12 in this, in this division. And not only that, but this fight, as, as you brought up, was absolutely incredible. Uh, these guys were going back and forth. And I totally agree with you. The, it was really hard to score for me. Like, I watched this whole fight, and I was thinking, 
damn, dude, I, I think it might be 2-2 going into the fifth, and I Absolutely. thought Gamera did enough in that fifth round to win it. All three judges had the same uh, scorecard, 48-47 for Gamera, unanimous decision. So uh, I, I, I liked it. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was a great fun. main event and lived up to the hype. And neither one of these guys' stock, you know, drop, in, in my opinion. I, I think Sarzukian's an awesome fighter. Uh, I think he did lose that fight, but it was extremely close, man. You still got to give him a top 15 guy. And you saw the devastation on his face, too, when yeah. the, when the, when the uh, judges read the scorecards. He was like, are you shitting me? He well, thought for sure he had that in the bag. Well, it's so hard in this lightweight division just to crack the top 15, and then when you lose... To a top 15 or a top 10, you know, I guess they were 11 and 12, so top 15, it's it could be huge and detrimental to your career. And, uh, yeah, you could absolutely see the devastation on his face. But, uh, I, I, again, I, I think Sarzukian's a wonderful fighter, and I'd still like, to, I'd still like to see him fight maybe uh, the loser of that Brad Riddell fight against Jalen oh, Turner great. this weekend. That's a really good matchup. Uh, you, you know, Dan Hooker, too, has been on a bit of a skid. Oh, let's not do know. that to Dan. I know. <laughs> I know, I know. But, uh, Sorry, a savage, dude. But let's talk about Gamrot. He did get the victory. Yes. How imp- how impressive is Gamrot's ground game? Because coming into this fight last week, no, neither of us were saying Gamrot was going to have the advantage on the ground, but he absolutely did in this fight. And it's incredible to say because Saryukian, that's his bread and butter. That's what yep. we all know him for. But Saryukian was outstriking Gamrot in a lot of those exchanges. It was just total 180 role reversal there, in my opinion, because I was saying last week, Gamrot's going to have the striking advantage. Saryukian's going to have the grappling advantage. And it was the absolute opposite of that. Well, I think both these guys uh, are kind of dark horses in this division where no one really even talks about them. But I mean, let's get something straight here. Matsus Gamrot is now 21 in one in his mixed martial arts professional career. I mean, that is extremely, extremely hard to do this is Sarzukian's uh this is only his third loss in his professional career he is now sitting at 18 and 3 both these guys are top notch top dog fighters and I agree with you like I I think that was very surprising to see just how good Gamrot was uh and how well-rounded uh he looked in that octagon especially going five hard rounds I was really blown away with the cardio from both these guys so again a really good main event and I'm excited for both their futures as far as Gamrot's concerned uh, you know, again, it's really hard to crack that that top 10. You know, after getting a, a defeat over number 11, you kind of got to give him a top 10. You know, you do have that Fizee fight coming up very soon. Mm. I forget. Who is, who is Fizee fighting? RDA. RDA, yes. Yeah, So, I, you know, you could do the loser of that. Obviously, Gamrot's not going to get a McGregor. Uh, or or a Ferguson, probably not. Though I'd like to see that. Gamrot versus Ferguson, I, I think Gamrot would smoke. Ferguson, unfortunately, <laughs> but again, it's like you know, Tony's still in the top ten. He's got to fight. He's got to fight some of these savages. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what a great fight is though for Tony Ferguson, not to get too off the rails here, but I like to see Dan Hooker, uh, Dan Hooker, uh, Tony Ferguson. Absolutely, yeah. I absolutely agree with that because both those men need wins. Yeah. Um, you know, you also have Michael Chandler there. Like, is Michael Chandler going to get the Conor McGregor fight at one seventy? That's obviously what he wants. That's what yeah. he's calling out. If people are speculating whether that happens or not. It'd almost be a damn shame because there's so much news going on with, like, Nate Diaz going on right now. Mm-hmm. Like, he only got one fight left in his con- got on his contract, and they're kind of just, like, slow playing him for some reason. Yeah. If we don't get a Conor McGregor Nate Diaz 3, it'd be a, a damn shame, in my opinion. So that leaves Michael Chandler open. I wouldn't mind seeing Gamrot Chandler. I wouldn't mind seeing Gamrot called out Justin Gaethje. I mean, yeah, number three in the world. Does Gamrot really deserve that? Probably not, no. But Justin Gaethje should fight down. I mean, should it be a top five matchup? Probably. Gives, give another guy a chance. Like, yeah, you know, sure. maybe like Justin Gaethje Islam if they didn't want to just give Islam the shot. Yeah. 
it's just it's weird. It depends. Like I wouldn't be shocked if they went, hey, Justin, fight Gamera. Yeah. Because he deserves a big matchup. And it's just the problem is this lightweight division is the Diva division. All these guys, a lot of these guys are gonna say no. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. So it's gonna be very well, difficult. Then, for like, we to get we a, don't get even know. Like so so they're obviously prepping this lightweight division for um Islam Makhachev versus Charles Oliveira for the uh vacant and I put that in quotation marks because we all know Charles Oliveira is the champion at 155. Bullshit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is bullshit that uh, they stripped his belt for a half pound. But hey, whatever it is, what it is. Rules are rules. They must not be broken. It so, is what it is. Rules are. Uh, but nonetheless, broken. he is still my champion, unquestionably here. Uh, but you know they're, they're doing that. So so we got to ask this question: What? Where does that leave Benil Dariush here? I have, in no this division, I have no you know? idea. Like it, it, and not only that, but they're they're absolutely disrespecting him, not to cut you off here, but mm-hmm. they just dropped him down to six <laughs> yeah. in the rankings. Yeah, yeah did you who notice that him? too? For the, what? Who who jumped him? So Michael Michael Chandler jumped him. Yeah. Uh, and then Gaethje, Gaethje, for some reason, is still top three, uh, even though he just, yeah, I, I, I don't understand this. But yeah, no, no, no. They pushed him down from four to six. So, I don't know. Weird. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, are they going to do Benil versus Islam? Like, that's the question, really, because uh, I think no, they should just do Charles working. Islam. Yeah, they're working on Charles Islam, and that's a fight I want to see, I mean, realistically. But with them doing that fight, which I agree with, that's fine. Give me Islam versus Charles. I love that matchup. But Benil Daryush has got to get a number one contender, bro. I mean, this guy's won, what, seven, eight fights in a row? At some point, we got to get this guy the respect he deserves. Dustin Poirier. And, uh, yeah, well, that's fine with me. Unless, Poirier's unless a great Poirier fight. is moving up to 170. The problem is, is we have divas now in this lightweight division that yeah. have all had their title shots and say no to fights and only want to fight Connor, essentially. So, Which puts Benil Daryush in a really hard spot. <laughs> it's just, because it's, it's like he just so wants rough. a shot at the belt. It's rough, man. Yeah. It's, it, it sucks to be a lightweight right now in this UFC division, especially because we don't have a fucking quote-unquote quote don't have a champion. You know so what I'm saying? So you, you are right. So let, let me go through this list real quick, okay? Dustin, title shot. Just, uh, Justin, Gaethje, title shot already. Chandler, title shot already. All of those guys want to fight Connor. You know they do. And Maybe every not single, so much Dustin because he already has twice, yeah. but you know he would take that trilogy if they paid him well and for if, it. And if every single one of those guys got offered a Gamrot, then, mm-hmm. hey, Gamrot, he's yeah. the guy we need to move. We need fresh blood in the division. Fight this guy. Let's see if he's a top five guy. Every single one of them say no. Absolutely. He needs to work his way up. He needs to take a better fight, and then yeah. maybe I'll fight him. It's like, dude, you're that fight. Yeah. What are you talking about? It's yeah. It's ridiculous. Well, then uh, I really think the only two guys in this top 10 who are willing to take uh, take on is probably RDA and Rafael Faiziv, but they're fighting each other. And, and Exactly. <laughs> you know and what I'm the saying? winner of that fight is going to go, I ain't fighting Gamera. He's yeah. got to fight someone else to deserve me. And it's like, yeah. Guys, this doesn't make any fucking sense no, anymore. You, you, I do, I do agree. This is the diva division. Uh, this lightweight division is so hard because you have a mega superstar that everyone wants to fight. So they're all like sitting out, being like, "I'm not taking this fight because I want to fight Connor." And mm-hmm. it's like, bro, Connor's just again. I, I just wish Connor would like just retire. <laughs> just fuck just, off. Just please, for the betterment of the sport, and it's it, like, and again, and again, here's the thing. Like, Connor has done so, so much for the true. sport, man. He has brought so many eyeballs, and like, dude, he's he's a legend because of it, unquestionably. And I'm not here to just troll Connor because he has done so much for the sport, and I respect it. But at some point, like, I just want to see, I want to see these top guys just fight for belts. 
you know, fight for championship, fight for legacy. And, like, all they want to do, it seems like, in this lightweight division right now, at least in the top five or six, is just fight Connor. Outside of, like, Islam, who obviously wants to fight for the belt. Charles just wants to fight for the belt. But it's like, everyone's got to have Connor's name in their mouth constantly. And it's just like, let's just get this division rolling, you know? I think but, this- but, again, everyone's got, everyone's got their title shots, and they've lost those title shots. So, like, they don't care. They just want the money fight, which I get, too. And I don't think there's like a, a villain in this situation. It just sucks. Yeah. I think Connor is good for the sport. He just needs to get out of the lightweight division. He's bad for the lightweight division. Yeah, go fuck yeah. off go in 170. Go to what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just go, go to fight Nate Diaz. That's fine with me. Go fight Colby. Go, you know, you got big fights you can make at yes. 170. Or him odds at all. Yes. Go up to 170, Connor. Because honestly, like, I, I like to watch Connor McGregor fight. Like, again, superstar. It's a big event. There's a very, like, electric feeling when, when, when Connor's on a card, you know, headlining a paper review event like it's a big deal go up to 170 you got great matchups you got the diaz trilogy which will probably never come to fruition unfortunately but you also have jorge masvidal for the bmf belt did you see jorge masvidal came out and said he would put the bmf belt on the line if conor mcgregor signed the contract i like that matchup dude i love it i think it's fun what do you guys think about like it seems apparent that we're not going to see diaz versus mcgregor three or anything like that yeah what if, instead of that, outside they do a boxing match? Well, uh, Dana said that would probably be good for Nate. He needs to take that fight with Jake Paul. Yeah, I'm saying what if we see a... Oh, Connor and Nate? As a boxing match. We start seeing boxing matches with these guys because yeah. they would make way more money than they would in the UFC. Yeah. Yeah. Do I just we don't, think I, that's possible or no? I just don't want to see it, if I'm being honest. I just don't want to see a boxing matchup between those two. I want to see the trilogy worked out in the octagon, you know? There's something about mixed martial arts that I just like so much more than boxing. I do enjoy watching boxing occasionally, especially, you know, Tyson Fury, uh, maybe one of the greatest heavyweights ever live. Like, it's been fun watching all his fights, but I'm just an MMA guy at heart, dude. I like MMA way more than boxing. Absolutely. Absolutely echo that entire summit. Let's get back onto the main event. We're going on a bit of a tangent here, but I totally enjoyed that conversation because it needed to be said. Like, uh, Gamrot's in a hard position right here. Very hard. Because there's not a lot of guys that are going to say yes. He might even have to fight down. So I don't know what's going to happen, but, like, this man is the real fucking deal. And he needs to be respected in this division because I really do think if you throw Gamrot against a lot of these top guys, he probably takes them down. And he might not outstrike a Justin Gaethje. He might not outstrike a Michael Chandler. He might not outstrike a Dustin Poirier. But he could definitely take them down and dominate them on the fucking ground. Well, and he definitely proved that his cardio is there for five rounds. Absolutely. And he can go hard. He can win he can those championship rounds as well. And that's a huge thing when you want to start fighting these top five, top seven guys. So, I mean, he has proved it with this fight. Absolutely. Um, give a quick shout out to the chats. Cosmo, thank you so much for showing up. Saryukian hey, is only 25, though. He's got time to develop and build back up. Connor's real value now is a super fights, not contending for fights. Also, shout out to Zaid Magomedov, or Magomed, my bad. Uh, lacked the finish for five-round match. He also said, let's go. It was a very, very close fight, guys. Uh, we had a lot of fun watching this main event. Let's get into church coin bets, Mason. So I put 2,000 church coin on Gamma on a plus 200, and he did come through for me with that, and I got a 4,000 church coin return. My prop bet was also on Gamma unanimous decision, which was a plus 475, which is crazy in my opinion. Um, 250 church coin on that, and I got 1,187. Yeah, that was, a, that was a good prop bet this week, Tabor. A really good one. I mean, you hit on that. That was nice. Uh, for me, I put a 1,000 church coin on Gamrot. Got a return to 2,000 at a plus 200 underdog. Uh, and then I uh, hedged a little bit, put 100 on a Sarzukian sub. Didn't see much of that. Uh, did lose that. So 
All right, let's move on to the co-main event of the evening. We have Neil Magny and Shavkat Rachmanov. This, like, this man, Shavkat, here is just scary. Yeah. Scary individual. We all know how good Neil Magny is. We all know how good his ground game is. We all know how good his striking is. We all know how tall and lengthy he is, how well he is fighting from the outside, how good his jiu-jitsu is, how good his submission game is. But Shavkat completely shut every single thing down that that man tried to do. We said it last week. He needs to stay off the ground. If Neil Magny can fight from the outside, use that length, sprawl, keep away from the cage, keep this man away from you at all costs because if Shavkat gets his hands on you, it's done. It's yeah. over. You have no chance. And he has consistently proven that in the UFC that I will take you down and I will smash you. I know, like, so many people say that about, like, Islam and Habib, Armin Saryukin, like these elite wrestlers, these elite ground guys, they're going to be saying that about Shavkat very soon because this man can take down the best of the best in this division. Yeah, it's uh, it's absolutely phenomenal to see Shavkat Rachmanov in just how dominant he is in his uh, professional career. Now 16-0, uh, a, a perfect record. And this guy is so good that he has never seen a third round, which which in a lot of ways is really good, and it shows you how dominant he is. However, it is a very interesting aspect when he starts moving up even yes. more in this division. I'd really like to see how that cardio holds up in those championship rounds because we have seen guys so dominant throughout their career, you know, and just finish guys within round one, round two, that when they get to those championship rounds, they fade, and you, you kind of see that element of of maybe that uh that uh bad spot in there in there uh whatever mm -hmm. uh, I'm losing my train of thought here but nonetheless like no, Shavkat like championship rounds like imagine him in championship rounds yeah exactly like I'd love to see that like I think this man deserves a main event probably if not his next fight the one after yeah like uh, we need to see it I mean he did call out Stephen Wonderboy Thompson which is such a weird call out for me now. Uh, I understand it because Stephen Wonderboy Thompson is a big name. He's an established name in, in this division. However, I thought it was it was a more. Uh, I guess he just thinks he's going to take take Stephen down and implement that ground game and kind of do the same thing that, that he did, did here. You know, uh, but yeah, I thought that I thought that was a strange call out considering he just beat number ten Neil Magny. I mean, I would have I would have called out like a Vicente Luque coming off that loss or something. But oh yeah, Stephen's not a bad matchup for him either. Vicente would be a great one, or even Bilal, you know. But like once again, like these top five guys, they're not probably not going to take a shot of cut. They're going to be like, hey, he needs to fight one more time, and then he can take me. Yeah. Um, I like Steven. I'm not going to lie. I like that fight a lot. I think it's a bad matchup for Wonderboy. Wonderboy called out Kevin Hall in the other day, and I was yeah. like, that's a great matchup for Wonderboy. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a way better fight. But even, I think Steven did mention Shavkat, too. And I'm like, dude, no, you want to avoid this man at yep. all costs because Seriously. he will take Steven Wonderboy down and dominate him because I think he's got much better wrestling than Gilbert Burns does. Does he have the jiu-jitsu game Gilbert Burns does? No. But the wrestling aspect, absolutely he does. Scary matchup was Hamzat Chemaev Gilbert Burns. That was three rounds, right? Uh, that was three rounds. It yes, wasn't five, it right? Was. Okay. Yep. And like we saw the pace that those men put on each other. I yeah. really, I agree with you one hundred percent. I need to see what Shavkat looks like in four, four and five. Yeah. I want to see him fight in the main event before we start talking about throwing him number one contender fights. Before we start talking about getting him big top five matchups. I really want to test that man's cardio because if he can do that for five rounds straight, like that's somebody I'm going to be looking at. Like. Potential like him or, uh, or Hamza, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like Bud Usman, obviously. Right. You know, we'll see what happens there. But uh, I'm going to be watching Shopkot very closely. This man is special, in my opinion. 
Let's go on to church coin picks. I put Rachmanov. I took I took him for uh, one thousand church coin. Give me a return of uh, two hundred and fifty. He was the minus four hundred favorite coming into that matchup. Yeah, uh, had I had had more church coin, I definitely would have put more on Rachmanov. I put six hundred church coin on him for a return of one fifty. All right, let's move on to the next matchup: Josh Parishian and Alan Badu. Mason, I'm not gonna lie, I did not watch these fights. I was uh. I didn't get home till like one a.m. two a.m. Oh, wow. last night. Yeah. Uh. So. So. Yeah. No. No. This. Uh. This heavyweight bout. This. Uh. Parisian. Uh. Josh Parisian versus Alan Badeau. Uh. This was an awesome fight. I, I thought Parisian was gonna get finished early in that first round. Uh. But just absolutely came back. Uh. And just had the second win and, and was just throwing shots. He tried to finish it at the end of the first round. Uh. But uh, there wasn't enough there. He was looking at the uh, the ref like, "Come on, call it." But there just wasn't enough. Badeau was not out yet. But uh, Allen, Allen eventually gassed uh, deep into that second round. Both guys were extremely tired. I thought at any second, either one of these guys was going to have a heart attack and pass out. Uh, <laughs> I'm dead serious, man. I mean, they were so exhausted. And at one point, weights, baby. dude, at one point, Badeau was just laying there like, just, just call it, ref. I can't take another <laughs> shot. I can't move my fucking arms. My, I, I, I'm too sore. Like, dude. And then eventually the fight was called off. Uh, but it was it was a uh, it was a very very fun and entertaining fight for those uh, for that round and a half. Uh, and Parisian uh, ended up getting the job done. Had barely enough gas in the gas tank to get it done. But he was throwing a lot of shots too, trying to finish this fight. Uh, but they just weren't landing. They weren't like super effective where you could call the fight. But eventually he just gassed out Badeau, where Badeau was just laying there, being like, "All right, I'm gonna take five or six of these, and then just please call it because I just I can't do this shit no more." Uh, it's the best breakdown I've ever heard in yeah, my life. It was, yeah, so that's, that's awesome. basically that's basically where we're at with that fight. But it was fun. Uh, I put um, I put a uh, hundred church coin on uh, Parisian, and uh, I got a ninety church coin return on that. I put one hundred on Bordeaux. Did not work out for me. All right, <laughs> on the T- next match, Tiago Moises versus Christos Giagos. I did see the highlights of this one, bro. Um, the submission was insane. I've never seen a submission for like yeah. that before. He didn't even. Like, he was just, like, putting his pressure on his arm. Like, with, well, with his other. It was weird. It, it was weird, but it was really cool to watch that choke kind of develop because he kept trying to slip through with one arm, and then, you know, uh, Christos was trying to defend it, and then you would just see, like, like a slithering little snake. Like, Moises would just slide that other arm in. It was it was really cool to watch because I was like, damn, he's he's uh, he's sneaky here. Because if you're not paying attention, you would never see that uh, coming. Like if you're Christos, but uh, yeah, Tiago Moises getting the sub in the first round, and you know, I wish I was a bet man these days because, dude, I would have bet the fucking house at a minus two forty for Tiago Moises here. I knew that was an awesome bet. Uh, I just wish I would have had more church coin to be able to put on this specific fight. Uh, but nonetheless, Moises got the job done with that rear naked choke in the first round. Uh, I put 1,200 church coin on Moises, got a return of 500 church coin. I put 500 on Moises, got a return of 208 church coin. Cosmo, we see your chats. We're going to read all of those. When we're done doing a recap, we're almost done, my guy. Um, all right. Move so, on to uh, Nate, Nate Menez versus Umar Nurmagomedov. All right, I can only abs- imagine how this went. Absolute domination <laughs> yeah. uh, by Nurmagomedov. This yeah, was not even This was not even <laughs> close. Uh I, uh, <laughs> it's almost disrespectful. I don't even have to watch the fight. I know what happened. Thirty twenty-five on one judge's scorecard, a thirty twenty-six on uh, another oh judge's God, scorecard, really? uh, and thirty twenty-seven. Uh, dude, Damn. this was an absolute rape. Um, <laughs> grape. 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 
grapes. I'm gonna have to mute that one. Uh, yeah, you're gonna have to. I'll uh, it was. It should not have been sanctioned. This fight. Uh, <laughs> the commission should be ashamed of themselves. They really should. And someone should have stopped this fight. No, I mean, come on. Like, I'm just joking around a little bit. I'm like, <laughs> Shout out to Nate, man. I mean, dude, you're taking on and you're Mega Medov. Like, dude, the guy's got balls. Like, I, I'm seriously. Like, this guy, this guy, <laughs> Devin's dying over there in the corner. But, uh, you know, I mean, what shout was out. more entertaining, this or Rose versus Esparza? Oh, bro, this was way more entertaining just to see the dominance or the Mega Medov. And, like, for real, like, this this Nate Menez guy, like, I got a lot of respect for because a lot of guys aren't taking Umar and the Mega Medov. No, he's no good, one. too. He had, he's 14 and 2. He's 14 he's only and had two. one loss yeah. his whole career before he's this a, fight. And, in, in, like, he looked. It's really hard to say that he looked good when it was 30-25. But, but, I mean, like, you could tell, like, this guy's a good fighter. Like, he's a good striker. It's just, like, any time he tried to throw a strike, Umar would take him down and just, you know, buttfuck him. Like, it was just... <laughs> Nurmagomedov's just so good on the ground, bro. And those transitions are just so beautiful by Nurmagomedov that, like, you know, I mean, shout out to Nate. Like, he's not a bad fighter, bro. It's just this guy is so good on the ground that you just cannot do anything against... Umar and Mega Medov. But here's the thing, like, when Nate Menez, like, I, I'm, I'm very excited to see him fight in his next fight. Hopefully he doesn't get a savage on the ground like, you know, Mega Medov, because I really do think this guy's a good fighter. It's just... There's nothing you can do. There, there are levels to this, to this wrestling and and jiu-jitsu game. And like, dude, Umar just suffocated him this entire fight. Uh, but you know, I'm not taking anything away from Nate. You know, I'm, I'm not saying the guy's a bad fighter. It is what it is. It is what it is, man. He just got absolutely dominated on the ground. Mm-hmm. But I, I got a lot of respect for the Nate guy taking that fight. But yeah, Nurmega, Nurmega, uh, Nurmega Oh my goodness, holy hell, this guy. You know what you sound like. One of those people that says, oh, bless their heart, but you know what they really mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, dude, I'm, I'm not trying to throw, like, dude, I'm not trying to throw disrespect on this guy. I got a lot of respect that he took this fight, but, like, what? how else am I supposed to commentate on this? What What do you want me to say? What, do you, you want me to be polite here and be like, well, it was 30-25, but it was a close matchup. No, I mean, the guy fucking got his ass kicked, but I, got, I still have respect that he took the fight, and I... Like, I'm excited for his next fight. I, I don't know. I don't know what to say here. I feel bad. I feel bad. I don't feel like a good person breaking down this fight. But I don't know what else to do at this point. Uh, so, Talk yeah. to his camp. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just don't take the Nurmagomedov fight next time. I yeah, guess. just don't take. Yeah. Um, I put 100 church coin on Nurmagomedov because I knew he was going to dominate. And he was a minus yeah. 700. So, I mean, you had to put a lot of church coin on the line. Yes, you did. To get a return, which you did, Mason. It's actually worked out for you very well. Yeah, I put a 3,500 church coin on Nurmega Medov. Got a return of 500 church coins. So, uh, yeah, that was fun. All right. Uh, <laughs> Chris Chris Curtis uh, versus uh, Rodolfo Vieira. Uh, this was another really good fight. Uh, this went to decision, judges scorecards. I did have it, Chris Curtis, 29-28. Uh, I believe, yes, this was a uni- uh, unanimous decision here for Chris Curtis. Uh, fun fight. I thought it uh, a lot of different times. I thought Curtis was going to be able to end the fight, uh, but did not. Vieira's a tough uh, SOB. Uh, I- I'll give him that. I put 100 on uh, Curtis for the for the win. I uh, got a return of 62 church coin. And then I'll talk about my parlay, and then Tabor can talk about this bet. Uh, so for my parlay this week, which I did hit, uh, it was Rachmanov. Uh, Moises and Nurmagomedov, all three heavy favorites. So I had to lay a lot of church coin on this because they were all heavy favorites. I put 3,000 church coin on it. Got a return of 3,071 church coin. 
All right. I also put 250 on Vieira. Did not work out for me, but I did also hit my parlay. Nurmagomedov, Rachmanov, Moises, and Gamrot, 1,000 church coin. And putting Gamrot in there at a plus 200 really helped my odds there. And uh, on a 1,000 church coin bet, I return, got a return of 5,071 church coin, which brings my new total up. I made 10,380 church coin this week. I did a very good week, even though I did miss a few fights. So my new total is now 17,441 church coin. Yeah, my new total is 16,463. So we are neck and neck here. Uh, Tabor's got a 1,000 church coin lead. Going into uh, International Fight Week, UFC 276, where a new undisputed church coin champ will be crowned. And that will be me. Uh-huh. <laughs> that will be me, folks. I cannot wait. I'm uh, shaking in my boots. Yes, yes, you are. So, yeah, very excited for that, guys. But before we do that, uh, we're going to jump into some MMA news. Once again, guys, another fire week in MMA news. Just kidding. There's not jack shit. Guys, please start like beating your wives or causing drama or something because this is bullshit. Do not do that. Uh, JK, I do not. Su- I do not support that. Absolutely. John Jones not. just comes out. It's like I got capacity. your back. Do not do that. <laughs> okay, that was a bad joke. I'm sorry. So let's first, just let, yeah, not, not, let's let's go let's go to the Carla stuff because we all know this is the best matchup of all time. Carla Sparza, Rose Namunis two is in the works, guys. It's happening. No, I'm joking. It's not. Um, Carla is injured, though. So now we have a need for an interim title, apparently. Terrific. That's what Terrific. you're saying. Okay, so uh, <laughs> do an interim title and then Tony Ferguson her and get her the hell <laughs> off the belt because did she even win it to begin with? Now, now, in all seriousness, and I'm just joking, I'm still a little heated about that fight because it just wasn't good. Uh I, I really do want to see an interim belt. I really do. Because then I'll actually have uh, some level of excitement again for the strawweight division. Uh, I just... It's it's, re- it's really a tough situation for Carla to be in because it's like she did win the belt. She won on the judges' scorecards. And she is the undisputed strawweight champion. So I will put respect on that. But when, when you unfortunately have such a boring performance with her and Rose, and then you're injured, and we don't know how long this injury is going to take place, you kind of have to do an interim belt, right? Like, you have to. Because, like, what? <laughs> there's nothing, there's, like, there's, no, um, there's no entertainment value. Like, no one's actually, like, being like, oh, no, you got to wait. You got to wait. We got to see Carla take on this person or that person. No one really cares. Right, so let's do an interim belt. Let's make it exciting again. You could do Zhang versus uh, anyone. Dern, I guess Dern's calling out uh, Zhang for an interim belt. Marina Rodriguez. I mean, you got all these different fights that you could do uh, that would be a lot better than this one. So I'm fine with it. Yeah, uh, they're saying Dern versus Zhang, or at least that's what Dern's calling for on Twitter. She wants to fight Zhang for the belt um but like excuse me bitch like didn't you get lose to marina rodriguez my guy like if anyone deserves it it's her you do like her and rose or her and zing it's that it's like that's it that's yeah i mean you you could do you could do way leger versus uh rodriguez i'm fine with that and then go rose dern i think that i like fun. that a lot actually um, because i would love to see rose test her jujitsu against mackenzie dern yeah because one of those two are the best jujitsu practitioners in the division i'd love to find out who yeah well, so. and then and then you go Jan Zanon versus uh, Jessica Andrade. <laughs> that 
That would be a fun fight, dude. Those two would be uh, throwing back and forth. I mean, uh, you know, this division is, is one of my favorite divisions uh, in the UFC, and that's why, you know, I'm just... Let's 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 throw an interim champ. Let's let's make things interesting here, and then you know whenever Carla's healthy, she can fight for the belt. And you know it's just I respect it, and like it's great. Like she's champion, and like she has worked hard, and it's really cool to see that. Like what was she? She she was champ like what nine ten years ago, and now she's champ again. Like that's a really cool story, and like you know you got to respect it. But at the same time, I'm just like we gotta. I just. I love this strawweight division. It just really sucks when none of the fights are entertaining from the from the champ. So hopefully we can get, you know, an entertaining fight. I feel bad. I feel bad saying that. It's I just okay. I don't know. I don't it's know. How you, else it's, to put you know, it. it's your truth, man. It's all yeah. good. Yeah, but I'm 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 also trying to keep a level of uh respect here because I don't I don't like do I don't like just like trolling just to troll, but you know, fuck dude. I kinda do. It's pretty funny sometimes. Not really. Um, I mean, I guess we could talk about this. Move on to other MMA news. Cowboy Cerrone finally got a matchup. He will be fighting on this weekend's so, card against Jim yeah. Miller. So this is interesting because I, I don't know if you guys remember me saying this a couple weeks ago, but I was like, you know, if this Lazone fight pulls out, why not just throw in Jim Miller? Jim Miller versus Cowboy. And everyone was like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Well, now it's happening. And I love it. I love Jim Miller versus Donald Cowboy Cerrone. I think this is the perfect matchup. This is another one of those legacy fights for Cowboy Cerrone to kind of ride off into the sunset on his horse while, you know, he's he's fighting terror on the prairie. So this is, it's just, it's cool, man. I like it. Uh, this is a great matchup. I'm really excited for this. I really like both fighters. Uh, Jim Miller is still winning in the UFC at 543 years old, which is awesome. I know. Is that crazy? Uh, so disrespectful. Like, no, no, no. It's, it's really not because, like, Jim Miller's a, a fucking savage, bro. He's been in the game so long, and he's still beating really good fighters who are, like, 25, 26 years old. It's actually a sign of endearment because, like, Bro, like, the guy deserves to be there. Jim yeah. Miller still deserves, at his age, with how much time he's had in that octagon, I genuinely believe that he still deserves, or is still, yeah, still deserves uh, uh, to fight in the UFC, unquestionably. Like, Jim Miller is still that good. I'm a, little, so, I'm a little nervous for Cowboy now because that'll be, like, his third time making weight in the last month. Yeah, which has got to be really hard. It's got to be Especially rough on Especially for your last fight, too, man. I mean, that's that's tough. That's really tough. Hopefully, he's kind of, you know, maybe walking around 165, 170 right now, so it's not too much of a drastic weight cut. I mean, God, after the second weight cut, you might as well just be like, hey, I'm still on my diet. I'm still going to work at, like, mm -hmm. still 165, 170. But, uh, you know, Jim Miller, like, it's crazy. Like, I just want to go back to Jim Miller again, okay? Because, like, again, he deserves to be in the UFC. He's still kicking fucking ass. His last fight was a second-round knockout. Are you yeah, kidding me? Are you, are you fucking kidding me? This guy's, guy's just going to keep winning, too. Old, man. And I'm going to take, I'm gonna take him crazy. versus Cowboy. So it is what it is. So am I, dude. Because Jim Miller still goes out there and he still gets W's. Like, so uh, again, me saying he's 543. Like, I'm not. I'm not saying that disrespect. It's just this guy's been in so many wars and he's still winning. It just blows me away, man. He's he's actually one of my favorite fighters in the UFC. So I am definitely going to be going Jim Miller here, unquestionably. Uh, what are the odds for this fight? Do you do you have them right there? Do they have odds there? Because this is a fight I'd actually sure like do. to bet on too. Uh, plus 275 for Jim Miller. 
Minus three thirty for Donald. Shut Trump. up! I I'm not. Shut the fuck up! No fuck serious. All in on Jim Miller, bro. I have not made a real MMA bet like with real money in eight months. But if those, if that's the line right there, I'm laying the house on Mr. Miller. Please, we oh need the house. But. Okay, so let's let's actually bet on this one. Then. No, so ESPN has Jim Miller minus two twenty to plus one eighty. That's what ESPN has. Okay, that's so the UFC Jim's, the, Jim's the heavy favorite. Look, I'm just I'm on the UFC website. You know they can do what they yeah, want. Yeah, they they might have had a they might have accidentally filled that out backwards. There's no way Jim Miller's not the heavy favorite. He's the minus two on ESPN. I'm on ESPN right okay. now on the prelims. It's minus two twenty two plus one eighty. Okay, yeah. That so makes I was sense. like, <laughs> I was gonna say, all in I, Jim yeah, Miller. I'm literally driving to Oregon and I'm going. I'm putting my fucking mortgage on Jim Miller at a plus two twenty. Are you kidding me? Still or loses. You lose everything. Yeah, I, know, I know. Cowboy knocks him the fuck yeah. out. Finally gets a victory and. Knows how long? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Cowboy, I love that Cowboy's yeah. finally gonna get in this fight. I'm very excited to yeah, talk so about that. I. We will break this fight down more in our preview show, guys. Um, yeah. Shout out to Cowboy. Shout out to Jim Miller. Oh, I thought we were on a preview show. No. <laughs> yeah, we're on MMA News still. No. Uh, well, it is. We're there. It is. We're there. We can start it. Preview show. So. Before we move on to picks and lines and all that stuff, I want to give a quick another shout out to the chat. Uh, Joseph Bloody, gentlemen, uh, if you are the UFC, would you book Murphy versus Tate on the Long Island card or the UFC 277 card? Uh, Long Island, I don't know what's underneath that. There was probably nothing. They probably needed big fights anyways. That'll be a big co-main event for that Yard Rodriguez versus Brian Ortega fight. So I like that the UFC put them there. But you also make a lot of sense if you want to stack 277 and make it worth the $60 after this absolutely ridiculous international fight we were about to break down. It would make a lot of sense to put it there too. So really, it's a coin flip. It doesn't really matter where it went. It's uh, good there. Uh, Cosmo also said, bless their heart, LMAO. I hear Devin cracking up over there. And Joseph also asked, gentlemen, should Vieira move up to light heavyweight? His gas tank sucks at middleweight. I don't know, man. I don't really care, to be honest. He could just do whatever he wants. Uh, all in on Jim, says Cosmo. Yeah, for sure. All right. Preview show. As always, we start at the top, guys. Main event of the evening. Israel Adesanya versus Jared Cannonier for the middleweight championship of the world. Yes, international fight week. Are you kidding me? So let's start here with the lines. Yeah, we have Israel coming in at a minus three sixty to a plus two eighty. Jared Cannonier. I'm going to say this right now. At a minus three sixty, I like that a lot for Izzy. I think that's a great line, guys. I know it's you know three to one essentially. You're gonna have to put some cheddar down, but yeah, closer to four to one. I mean, in reality, like Israel is so good. I wouldn't be shocked if he was a minus 400, minus 500. Like, a minus 360 for Israel doesn't seem that bad of a value. I want to shout out to Sean real quick. He says, do you guys post somewhere if there will be a fight companion or not during an event? If you want to just oh, to that. Oh, so go to our uh, Twitter and Instagram. Um, mainly here, to be honest. Like, go to our community page here and follow us there also on YouTube. Um, we will... We usually announce during the show, too. We will be doing yeah, a fight companion. Yeah, we're definitely doing a fight companion. International we're gonna fight early week. Too. We're going to be here super early. Uh, we even like to do the early prelims for this bad boy. So we might uh, it'll start be an all-day event. Yeah. yeah. We might Literally start all three. day. Three to yeah. 11, essentially. So we'll, so we'll be here hanging out with everyone all day. Uh, it, it's just worth it. I mean, if you look at this card from top to bottom, I mean, goodness gracious, it's insane. We're going to get through all of it for sure. Uh, but, yeah, the card's, the card's awesome. 
All right. So, yes, I mean, line-wise, do you agree with this line, Mason? Uh, Israel is a big favorite, 360, yeah. 2 yeah. plus 280. I, I really do, and I think one of the glaring things, like Jared Cannonier definitely deserves to be here. He's beaten some uh, top guys in this middleweight division, unquestionably, on the road to the belt. Deserves it, you know. However, there's one glaring thing on his resume that, that you know, just two, two years ago, you know, he lost to uh, Robert Whitaker. And, you know, Israel Adesanya has defeated Robert twice now. Uh, I just think realistically, Israel Adesanya is the best middleweight in the world right now. Uh, and, you know, he's proved that. Title defense after title defense. Like, the, it's Izzy's doing laps right now at this point. He's like, he's he's getting his seconds and his thirds. And, like, finally we're getting some new blood, you know, with Sean Strickland and Alex Pereira fighting this week as well. Uh, but, yeah. I think this. I think these. Uh, this line is very fair for for Izzy being the heavy, heavy favorite here. Can Cannonier catch him and knock him out? Sure, but you got to catch him. And Israel just he moves so well. He's a wonderful counter striker. Uh, it's it's going to be a, a tough, tough go for Jared Cannonier to uh, get the victory here. And I already know the narrative. A lot of people are going to be saying, "Oh, if Jared makes it a war, Izzy's done." You know, look at the Kelvin Gastelum fight. But, like, guys, that happened once in Izzy's entire fucking career. Right. And then look at what he has done since then. The evolution he has done since then. Like, right. he doesn't have to. Like, Israel's probably never going to fight a fight like that ever again. So many people try to get Israel into that mode. Go to war. Be the lion. Uh... Uh, just show your heart. Israel hasn't had to do that since. He's made the adjustments to where he is just so good from the outside. He doesn't need to get into firefights, and people can't get inside on him anymore. Can well, I think Jared's going to have to take Izzy down, and we just saw an Olympic-level wrestler with Whitaker fail to do so multiple times. Well, not only that, but, you know, you bring up the uh, the Gastelum fight, and like, oh, you got to bring it like a war, but everyone forgets, what was the next fight after Gastelum? Whitaker. Whitaker. And what did Whitaker try to do in that Tried first matchup? Try to make it a war, and, to make it a war and he got knocked out. Because yeah. Israel Adesanya adapts and evolves and becomes a better fighter. He is the last style bender. Are you kidding me or what? This guy is is one of the best pound for pound in the UFC right now, uh, and he and he's just defending his belt at will. Like it, it doesn't matter who it is, what matchup there is. Israel Adesanya gets uh, gets the job done and does it in very uh, decisive ways. So for me, it's it's all day Israel Adesanya here. I think he uh, defeats Jared Cannonier. I think this is a very easy and safe bet and one that will be in my parlay as well. No disrespect to Jared Cannonier. He can win this fight. I don't want to sit here and be like, no, he's got no shot. Because he does. Like, Jared Cannonier's got a lot of power. He's put out a lot of guys. But realistically, that is the only way I see Jared Cannonier winning this fight. I do not see him winning the fight on the ground. I do not see him outpointing him over five rounds. And I do not see him submitting Israel Adesanya. I think the only road to victory here is through a clean KO by Jared Cannonier. So for me, taking those odds, I'm going to look at Israel Adesanya and see all the different ways he can win and go, okay, Izzy's the more likely guy right now to win this fight. That is why I'm going with Israel Adesanya. Uh, but, you know, again, a fight is a fight is a fight. Jared Cannonier can win this fight, but there's only one road to victory in my opinion. So for that reason and that reason alone, I am going Israel Adesanya. I'm putting 360 church coin on Israel, uh, and then Izzy will also be in my parlay I'll talk about later. Do you, I mean, so essentially Jared Cannonier is going to have to be a one-trick pony. He needs to get the knockout victory. Like is that is that is that like his that's, only? That's chance? my personal opinion. Yes, because yeah. I don't see him out wrestling. I for one, I don't even see him taking down Israel out of no. Two, I don't see him keeping Israel out of Sonya on the ground. Three, I don't see him submitting Israel out of Sonya. I don't see him out striking him. him out, <laughs> I, yeah, and I don't see him out pointing Israel over a five round fight. Yeah. So literally, his only road to victory is through a KO, which he can do. 
He's got a puncher's chance for sure. But, dude, like, when you stack up everything and just how good Israel Adesanya is, there's no way in hell I could go and pick Jared Cannonier in this fight. Mm-hmm. And, Sorry. The, and, again, no disrespect to, to Cannonier. He can get it done, but I'm not going with him. Israel Adesanya all day long. Uh, it's it's an easy bet for me. If yeah. he uh, if Israel wins, sorry to cut you off, Tabor. No, you're fine. If he wins and continues to win in this division, do you see him taking another shot at uh, light heavyweight? Light heavyweight no. against Yuri? No, no, no. Yuri, Yuri's a uh, he's different. Oof. Jan was a different matchup. Yeah, that would be that'd be rough. But y- y- I would okay. like to I would like to see that fight because I feel like Yuri's going to be right. more technical. So so here's two the technical fighters. If Israel Adesanya moves up, I actually do think I, I I realistically think if he just completely obliterates the middleweight division in two to three years, right, and just runs through everyone who comes, I think Israel Adesanya will do it smart this time. I do think he'll move up to light heavyweight. If it becomes so like so easy for him, like Anderson Silva, if he breaks Anderson Silva's title defense records at middleweight and just is it's just having fun. It's too easy for him. There's not a challenge. I think Izzy takes a year off and he goes the John Jones route, which is actually two years, but puts on muscle, puts on puts on that work that he needs to really be at 205. That was the only issue with him moving up. Is he weighed in at what? 195? No, he, he no, like it wasn't that small. It was like 203 and he had a box of pizza in his hand. Right. Okay. So whatever it was, but obviously we all know that Israel Adesanya did not cut weight for that light heavyweight fight. We know he walked around at that at that weight. If Izzy can put on some serious weight and maybe get up to 215, 220, and does a 10, 15-pound cut to hit light heavyweight, I think he could contend there unquestionably. But he's got to get bigger. He's got to get bigger because he's got the length, he's got the strength, but he's just got to put on that muscle. And we saw what Jan did to him. Jan's not even like a primarily a wrestler, but he just out-muscled Izzy yes. down to the ground and held him down there. So, I mean, a lot of guys could do that. Like Glover, would you take Izzy versus – like, would you take Glover over Izzy? I think so. i take Glover all day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no. i take Glover all day. I disagree with that. I'd take Glover in that fight. Is it, That's is what it, I said. I know that Devin oh, said oh, no. Oh, oh, oh. Hold said on. No. What? We're on the yes, same Yes, I have an opinion too. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. No, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see Yuri versus Izzy, to be honest. Like, Sorry it's, to get it's off an, topic. Incre- just, no, it's fine. It's, it's incredible of the matchup that is. I think Yuri is just a different beast. Like, he's fucking huge. He probably cuts way too much weight to get down to 205. He's so much stronger than Izzy, in my opinion. I just thought it would be an interesting fight to see. <laughs> Dude, it'd be an entertaining one, I'll tell both, you that. They're both technical fighters from a certain standpoint. They're not out there blitzing. I mean, he kind of did against in his last fight, but just a five-round fight with these guys, two smart individuals, how they, tacticians, how they fight, it'd just be a complete chess match. Yes, Yuri has more strength and whatnot, but I just still think it would be entertaining. Oh, hell yeah. It'd be a fun fight. Absolutely. Let's just get into church coin picks. Mason, you're essentially in Israel all day. Uh, How much church coin are you going to put into this matchup, and what's your prop bet? Uh, So for this one, the odds aren't great. I mean, yes, they make sense. They do make sense. But the odds aren't great as far as, like, making a giant bet because even if you made, like, a 12,000 church coin bet, which would be essentially almost all my church coin, I'd get, like, 3,000 or 4,000 in return. So for that reason and that reason alone, Izzy is in my parlay, but I'm only laying 360 church coin on Israel Adesanya coming in at a minus 360. All right. I'm going to put 3,600 church coin on Izzy for the easy 1,000 church coin. Um and my prop bet is Izzy unanimous decision, 250 church coin. Let's move on to the co-main event of the evening. We have oh, Alec- yeah, my, my prop is a Izzy decision as okay. well. It's, How so much? 
we need to clarify this and I don't care either way. I'm just asking, are we, are we doing the prop bet specifically? Are we, are we just doing decision or like, because UD and split are also sub that's decision. Parlays? Okay. So it just means decision. Yeah. Decision, okay. whether it's split UD, just that's okay, what I've been like, doing. Okay. Cause UD is like a lot more better odds than just decision. So that's why I wanted to know. Okay. So I, uh, yeah, okay, sure. Then My, yeah, we just do decision. Mine's the same way. Israel Adesanya, uh, decision, uh, pretty easy here. I'm going to go 500 church coin, uh, via decision. Beautiful. Let's move on to co-main event of the evening. The highly anticipated trilogy matchup between Alexander Volkanovsky and Max Holloway. Alexander Volkanovsky coming in at a minus 190 favorite to a plus 160. Max Holloway, what's your immediate reaction to this line? Uh, the line makes sense. Uh, I'd have it a little wider. I'd have it a little wider. I think so, too. I think, I think Max, 190 is a great value yeah. with uh, Volk here. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a very good value here because I would have it more at a minus like 240 to a yeah. plus 175, 180 uh, for Max Holloway. But, I mean, it is what it is. It's a good value. If you want to go place your bets, go place your bets now. Uh, this is the trilogy matchup. Yes, that second fight was extremely close. I thought Max uh, squeaked it out. But uh, boy, oh boy, since then, man, to see Alexander Volkanovsky and what he's been able to do, and the the to be over uh, to be able to overcome Brian Ortega and those submissions in, in the fourth round is absolutely incredible. Uh, one of the greatest rounds uh, in the UFC, definitely the greatest round that year. And then you have the absolute dismantlement of the Korean Zombie is now uh, you know the 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 Korean. Uh, Grim Reaper, because he's no longer with us. Uh, he absolutely <laughs> destroyed, you know, Chan Sung Jung. And, like, Alex, Alex Volkanovsky is just so good, man. He is just one, one of the greatest fighters to ever live. 24 and 1. And, like, this guy is not talked about enough for pound for pound. Like, he is, he is, he is right there, man. He is right there for he pound for pound. shoulder checked a guy and made him... <laughs> Yeah, that rugby fucking uh, knockdown, that was awesome. But, you know, who does that? I know. But here's the thing with Max Holloway. Max Holloway uh, has defeated everyone in front of him. He makes it look easy. Max is one of the greatest strikers uh, we've ever seen in the featherweight division. He definitely deserves this fight. He deserves to be here. This is one of those rare scenarios where you can lose two title fights and still be right there and, and, and get a third title fight because who else? Max has taken on everyone and anyone and has won every single fight and done it in – uh, really impressive ways. I do love this matchup, but uh, I, I just think after what I've seen recently from Volkanovski, I think he's going to win this fight, man. I, I really do. I think he'll outpoint him. I, I think, think so he'll too. Win via decision. I think it's gonna he's going to put the nail in the coffin of this trilogy shit. I mean, yeah. everyone's like Max Holloway won the second fight. I get it, guys. We we all judge fights differently. It was super close matchup. It was it could have gone it could have went to either man. But guys, I think Volkanovski is going to look at that fight, make the adjustments that he needs, and I think it's going to be a domination like the first fight was. I didn't even think that first fight was close. That was like almost a 5-0 Volkanovski. Yeah. That's what that first fight was. The second fight, Max Holloway did so much better, but he still lost in, in the judge's opinion, which is the only opinion that really matters here, guys. If Max Holloway loses this matchup, he is done for featherweight championships. I don't see anybody defeating Volkanovski in this division anytime soon. Name a contender at 145. He gets smoked by Volkanovski, in my opinion. He's too well-rounded. He's too good. Technical. Uh, he's one of the most technical strikers in the entire division. He's got beautiful kicks. Josh he's got Emmett. a great fucking ground game. I don't know, man. I think he smokes Josh Emmett. I think he smoked Cater. I think he smokes Ortega. He, we already saw that. He smoked, he smoked your ear. He Big, smoked Zombie. Giga. He's going to smoke Max Holloway this weekend, guys. That's what I'm saying. Alexander Volkanovsky, yeah. 
he will go down as one of the greatest featherweights of all time. I do think, if not the greatest, Max's if not the greatest, road yeah. to victory here would have to be submission. I truly see, believe see, that. Weren't you saying that last time too? Yeah. The thing yeah. is, is I just well, actually did we? I don't know if I was. Were you saying that time. someone was saying last time that Mac, the only way Max wins is is by? Sub. I think I said that. Okay, I said I remember. I said this when the fight got announced and then canceled and then he fought Zombie instead. Oh, okay, that's okay, what, okay. That's what I saying. think his route to victory here as we almost saw Brian Ortega do, is he has to get a submission. Because if they go on the feet for five rounds and it's a war, judges are probably going to just slide it to the champ, like realistically. Because in my opinion, I thought Max won the fight last time, or at bare minimum, it should have been a tie. So yeah, then it's it better off 1-0-1, and then you could do the third fight, in my opinion. But I think the best route to victory here for Max is to try just to go for the sub. That's the only way we've ever seen Volk in that much danger is when he was in that guillotine. I mean, and he still got out, and he got out of the rear naked choke. Like, what else is there to do? He just, his power is unbelievable. His head movement, is his movement in general is good. He's so technical, stiff jab. Like, Max is a great fighter, great boxer, all of that. But I still think his best route to victory here is to get a sub. I truly believe that. Interesting. Interesting. I just don't think he, he doesn't have the game that, like, Brian Ortega did. And Brian, we saw what he did. I mean, he got out of the guillotine. He got out of the rear naked choke. And, like, Brian Ortega is the best jiu-jitsu guy in this entire division. I think he's got to go for it in the fourth and fifth round. Just try to, if it makes it there, to try to just get the subs. He could. After he could. He, after Volk is tired out. Like, there's no other way. Cosmo's got a question here that, that we definitely have to answer. Uh, he goes, if Max does win, do we get a fourth fight? Yes, you yes, get probably. the immediate rematch. If Max Holloway wins his fight, after everything Alexander Volkanovsky has done in this featherweight division, not to give him an immediate rematch would be absolutely asinine. You have to give him a rematch. Have if we Max wins, we get a seen rematch. Seen the UFC be asinine before? Yeah, sure, yes. we have, but not. I mean, dude, this guy is in debate. I, for I'm with pound you, brother. For pound right I'm now. with you. Him I'm and with, Usman, but pound for pound right now, number one. Maybe you know the UFC wants to see a little mix and match there because Volk's just been dominant as shit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know because like here, here's the thing: you could have two fights already. You have the third fight. Max wins. Let's just say, hypothetically, you do that fourth fight right away. If Max wins again, you got a fucking trilogy, dude. You can go back to back to back, and every single one of those is going to be huge. I mean, if Max can if Max can even the score and win two fights. Dude, the trilogy. Just no. keep fighting. I don't think so, dude. I, I do, I do. I think if Max wins this fight, they'll definitely do I think the, you, the I don't think match. they would do five. I okay four. Fuck I would. I'll, I'll give you four. If they, if Max wins this fight, why not do the rematch with with Volk to see? But a five. Bro, okay. I don't know, hold man. On, hold on, hold on. Let me let me Figgy throw my Moreno theory in the case here. Exactly my point. So we have literally seen if it wasn't for the injury, if it wasn't for the injury, we could have seen them fight three consecutive times for the belt. At this point, if Max can win. And then he wins again. I really think the UFC would do it a fifth time. I really do. Two, two, how the fuck do you not do it? Now, what I will say, though, is is one caveat where I do agree with you to a certain extent is you can't have Volk lose and then lose again. You wouldn't get that immediate fifth shot. But if Max held the belt and Alexander got one or two wins, hypothetically, I think you would get that fifth fight eventually, but it wouldn't happen right away. 
Because, I mean, Volk couldn't lose two fights in a row and then get a shot again for the third Yeah, team. I don't know. I don't know. I think that's a bit of a stretch. But it is what it is. Uh, let's get into Church Coin picks. I don't want to be super disrespectful. I pretty much said I think Volkanovski is going to win. I don't think he's going to. I don't think it's going to be easy for him, though. I think Max Holloway has everything he can do. He really just needed to make a few small adjustments in that second fight, and he would have won decisively, in my opinion. But... Volkanovski is so smart. He has such a high fight IQ. Is he going to let it be that close again with Max? I don't know. Max needs to make it dirty. If he makes it dirty, makes it into a war, I have. I don't know. It could be anybody's fight. I love that this line is close. I love the value at a minus 190 for Volkanovski. I am going to take Volkanovski in this fight. I'm going to put 6,000 church coin on him for the victory here at a minus 190. I think that's a great value there. All right, yeah, no, um, for me, I'm I'm leaning the same way. I just think Volkanovski is going to get it done at a minus 190. I'm going to lay 1,900 church coin on uh, Volkanovski for the win. All right, let's move on to the next uh, fight for the evening. We have Sean Strickland at a plus 100 to a minus 120, Alex Burr. This is insane, in my opinion. Whoops. How is Sean Strickland... A plus, an even money fight against Alex Pereira, a man who's only had six fights in his entire UFC career. This will be his first ranked matchup, and it's against Sean Strickland, who worked his way up to be a top five guy. This is absolutely inc- insane, in my opinion. I get it. They're trying to push Alex Pereira. He knocked out Izzy twice in kickboxing, but this isn't kickboxing, my guy. This is MMA. It's different. I don't think we need to be catapulting this man into a title shot right away just because he's a name, just because you could show that highlight of him knocking out Israel twice. It just doesn't make sense. What to do me. you have? Did you get your ESPN? Is that where you got your? This is set? ESPN, yeah. Oh, uh, UFC has it minus one hundred five for strict. Yeah, they they always change it, but I mean, we get the basic idea. We we just go off the ESPN one for for church coin bets. But if it's a little bit different, I mean, the lines always fluctuate, so it's not a big deal. Um, but we do appreciate the uh, the attention to detail there, Devin. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. I, I love this matchup. Sounds so insincere, but continue. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm being serious, actually. But, uh, no, Sean Strickland versus Alex Pereira, and I totally agree. I mean, they really are trying to catapult this guy. But Sean Strickland is absolutely no joke. He is uh, – obviously, he's a real deal. We've seen it time and time again. Uh, he's beating really impressive guys. Jack Hermanson, you know, uh, Uriah Hall. Uh, it's just – I don't understand why they're pushing Alex so much outside of the fact that, okay, yeah, he knocked out Israel Adesanya in a kickboxing match, what, 10 years ago or whatever the hell it was. Uh, I, I think this is so easy uh, for me to bet on here. I really like Sean Strickland in this fight. This guy has been known to go five rounds, no problem. He's got the cardio. He's got the gas tank. Uh, I haven't seen a lot from Alex Pereira as far as, like, can he go deep into those five, that four, the championship rounds, four or five territory. Uh I think for even money, man, I think this is absolutely insane. I'm unquestionably going Sean Strickland here, uh, and I'm laying 7,000 church coin on Sean Strickland for the win here, uh, going all out on uh, Strickland. All right. I am also going to take Sean Strickland in this matchup. I do think he's going to be too much for Alex. If Alex is piecing him up on the feet, which we all expect him to do because he has such a high-level kickboxing experience, Sean can take him down. He has great jiu-jitsu. He's got fantastic jiu-jitsu, actually. He's just such a basic boxer, and he's so good with his basic boxing skills, and that's no disrespect. Like His fundamentals are beautiful. They're perfect. That's all he ever uses. That's all he needs to use. He fights behind that jab. He's got a great straight. He uses those fundamentals to his advantage. 
So if those fundamentals are failing him against Alex Pereira on the feet, I wouldn't be shocked if Sean went for the takedown, take, took him down, and probably got a submission victory. He's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. He's got some of the best jiu-jitsu we've seen in a long time. He just never uses it. He doesn't have to. And he's a crazy motherfucker. He talks a lot of shit. I'm very excited for this matchup. I'm also taking Sean Strickland to the plus 100. I'm going to put 5,000 church coin on Sean Strickland for the win. All right. Let's move on to the next fight. We have Pedro Munoz coming in a plus 110 to a minus 260. Sugar Sean O'Malley. Sugar Sean O'Malley is finally getting tested with a massive matchup here against Pedro Munoz. Um, first things first, Mason, how do you like this line? Um, I got to be honest here. Uh, the line makes sense to me. I, the, the line makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think Pedro Munoz is a great fighter, but, you know, uh, at times I can see him getting a little wild in some of his matchups and, and not just staying centered and just focusing. Uh, sorry, it's Ken. Uh, but Sugar Sean O'Malley here, uh, he, he's been good, man. I mean, he's looked great as of late. He's a, he's a phenomenal striker. I mean, this guy has got the capability to just knock you out. I mean, that last fight, William Paeva, I believe, was his last matchup. Uh, I thought he looked incredible. And, like, mm-hmm. I, I'm so happy now that Sugar Sean O'Malley's taken on top 10, top 15 guys. Like, this is what I've wanted to see, and we're, we're starting to see him rise in the rankings. I believe he's now ranked now at number 14 or 15 in the world. Uh, this is a huge matchup and a huge test. But uh, I do think Sugar Sean O'Malley has got the capability to win, and I do like the line here. I do think he is the heavy favorite coming into this matchup. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I think his striking his striking skills are just too clean. He's yeah. too fast. He's got great length. He knows how to fight from the outside. He can make it dirty, too. And he's got good clinch work. He can stay away from you. And he's got great jujitsu. We just haven't seen it because he's so good at staying on the feet and keeping this into a scrap. He's a very entertaining fighter, guys. Don't be shocked if he knocks Pedro Munoz out. I'm just going to say that right now. I think he's going to be better on the feet. Pedro's is going to have to make it dirty. If Pedro's can get inside and avoid the, uh, the length of Sugar, it's going to be very difficult to do. Sugar's got fantastic footwork. He's got great kicks. He can switch his stances so well and throw those different types of kicks. He has so many he has so many weapons at his disposal that he's so good at utilizing his long legs that he keeps people at distance. He keeps them right in range where they can't hit them, but he's easily hitting them. So I'm very excited for this matchup. I really want to see Sugar Sean O'Malley tested, but will he get tested in this fight? I don't know. Pedro Munoz, with all due respect to him, I just don't know if he's going to be able to uh, keep away from those kicks and keep away from the distance. So uh, I don't know. I think I'm feeling Sugar Sean O'Malley in this fight as much as I don't want to lay a lot of church coin on him because he's a minus 260. I just think he's going to get the victory. So I will put church coin on him. I'm going to throw 500 church coin on Sugar Sean O'Malley. Well, and, and not only that, but I think Pedro Munoz, you know, is historically struggled a little bit with those lengthier mm-hmm. uh, individuals, those lengthier fighters. I mean, this guy, you know, he's five foot five. His inch uh, reach reach uh, is 65 inches, whereas you have Sugar Sean O'Malley. He's 5'9", and his uh, reach advantage is over 7 inches. Mm-hmm. He's, he's at 72 right now. I mean, uh, that distance is that distance control is going to be huge for Sugar Sean O'Malley to really implement those, those calculated combinations and strikes. I think this is Sugar Sean O'Malley all day here. Uh, I, I, I don't want to say easy work because Pedro is a great fighter, and he can catch him, but I just don't see – I don't see Pedro winning this fight, man. I I think it's going to be really difficult for him. He's going to have to catch him. But, you know, as of late, I have not seen Pedro Munoz, you know, finish a fight. It's been a few years since he's even finished a fight, and I don't see him outpoint Sugar Sean O'Malley. Therefore, I like O'Malley in this matchup. Uh, I'm going to lay uh, 1,000 church coin on O'Malley for the win. All right. Um, we'll break down these last two fights. I'm, I'm like, really late for a family breakfast, so I'm going to run through these ones real quick if you guys don't mind. Um Brad Riddell, Jalen Turner to plus 105 to a minus 125. 
I like Brad Riddell a lot in this fight. I'm not going to lie. I think he's a much better striker than Jalen Turner. But once again, like we just said in the last matchup, Jalen Turner's got a lot of length. He's very, very tall for this lightweight division. So if Brad Riddell can get inside and make it dirty, he's got great jiu-jitsu too. He's got fantastic kickboxing. I just think Brad Riddell's the more well-rounded fighter here. That is why I'm going to take him. He's at plus 105 to a minus 125 Jalen Turner. I'm actually shocked by that. I would have figured Brad Riddell would be the favorite. But maybe Vegas and others, uh, betters, are taking in that length and that reach from Jalen Turner. But I'm going to take Riddell in this fight. I'm going to put 250 shirts win on him. Okay, yeah. No, no, no. For me, uh, you know, I obviously think Brad Riddell's a great fighter. You know, he did come up short against Rafael Fazi, but that's a very hard fight. Did get a decision victory, though, over Drew Dober, which is a very hard matchup. Mm -hmm. But I really like Jalen Turner, man. I mean, this guy can beat you. He can knock you the fuck out like he did Jamie Morlarkey, or he can submit you like he has in his last, uh, his other last two fights. I forget who those were against, but submitted him no problem. One in the first round, one in the third round. I mean, this guy can beat you anywhere. He's such a well rounded fighter. I love the odds here at an even money matchup essentially coming in at a plus 105 to a 120. Those are great odds. Either either way you shake this one out, but I really like Turner in this matchup. I'm going to go ahead and lay, uh, let's see, 500 church coin on Turner for the win. Alright, let's move on to the next matchup. We have Robbie Lawler and Brian Barberina. Robbie Lawler coming in at minus 125, 2 plus 105. Brian Barberina, just a bro, just a banger, bro. They're going to go in there. They're going to bang and I can't fucking wait to watch it. Yep. I don't know who's going to win. I'm just going to be thoroughly entertained from start to finish. I'm leaning Lawler. I'm not going to lie. I think the man still got it. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I just, he hasn't fought in a very long time. I think this is his first fight in how many years now? Two? No, he fought Nick Diaz, remember? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Fuck, I forgot about yeah, that he fight. Yeah, he fought Diaz. Beat the shit out of Nick Diaz, too. Yeah. He looked great in that matchup. It looked like Robbie Lawler shouldn't have been fighting Nick Diaz. That's how good Robbie Lawler right. was. <laughs> Nick Diaz should not have been in the octagon. I'm yeah. going to be honest. It was a good, a good legacy fight, but uh, in hindsight is 2020, absolutely. Mm -hmm. that, was a, that was a rough one to watch for Nick. Yeah, so I do like Robbie Lawler in this matchup, but Brian Barberine is young. He's got a fantastic chin. He's got great hands, too. So would I be shocked if he put Robbie out? I don't know. I don't know if this goes the distance. Both of these men are super tough, but Robbie still got that power, dude. I think he could put Brian away, and if Robbie Lawler gets a big knockout, man, I'm going to be freaking the fuck out, and I'm going to be very happy for my guy. Um, so I'm going to put 250 church coin on Robbie Lawler. I, li I do like him, and I do think it's a decent line here at the minus 125. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I like both these five. But uh, but again, I'm gonna go with the the OG, the legend here, Robbie Lawler at 40 years old. Uh, you know me, I'm a, I'm a sucker for the vets. I still like to see him win. Uh, so uh, go ahead and give me a hundred church coin on Robbie Lawler for the victory. All right, parlay time. I'm gonna do a four fight parlay this weekend. I am taking Izzy Volk Sugar and Sean Strickland, and I'm gonna put the absolute rest of my church coin that I have on this parlay. I have not added all that up, but I think it's gonna be around four thousand church coin on that four fight parlay. All righty. Yeah, for me, uh, my parlay, and this one is locked in. You guys can take it to the bank right here. We got Jalen Turner coming in at even money. Essentially, minus 125 is going to be really good odds here in this four-fight parlay. You got Sean Strickland as well coming in at even money. It's gonna be, this is going to be huge if I hit it. Uh, Israel Adesanya, heavy favorite, and then Volt coming in a minus 190 favorite. I'm putting 5,000 church coin on this parlay. Uh, lock this one in, guys. Take it to the bank. Uh, but before we wrap up this podcast, this is such a huge card that we have to do quick picks real quick. So I'm just going to go through the names. You tell me who you think is going to win. Ready? Ian Gary versus Gabe Green. Gary. Jim Miller versus Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Miller. This is easy. Yeah, okay. So I got... Uh, <laughs> Let's be honest. I, I, I agree. Uh, Uriah Hall versus Andre Muniz. Ooh, fuck. I got uh, Uriah Hall. Um, I don't know. Muniz. All right. Jessica I versus Macy Barber. Macy Barber. Brad Tavares versus uh, Duplessis. 
Duplessis. That's a tough one. I think Duplessis, yeah, he's just too good. And then the last one, Jessica Rose Clark versus Julia Storyanko. Storia Ranko. Jessica Rose Clark, because I can I could say her name. All right. Well, there it is. Those are the quick picks from the Church of MMA. I would quick have to picks. agree with most of them. Quick Make that a new segment. Picks. We quick should. Quick picks. We should. Yeah, just like every card we, we don't pick for Church Coin, just do quick picks. Uh-huh. Quick picks for like early prelims and prelims. Because like we watch the whole cards anyway, so yeah. we might as well just do quick picks. You're welcome yeah. for yeah. another great idea. Great yeah. idea. Shout out to every single person in the chat. I really do appreciate the fuck out of each and every single one of you. Um, is there any that we did not talk about real quick? Uh, Cosmo, once he got knocked out, Izzy, he knocked out Izzy once and won the other time by a controversial decision. Oh, okay. I thought he knocked him out twice. Um, I think the four fight should be an infinite round, just fights until there's a stop. I agree. Talk about, yeah. Talking about hallway fight. Yeah, for sure. Why not? Why not? Just do it in the streets. Let's do it there. Yeah. Guys, as always, go join our Patreon. Five bucks a month gives you exclusive content. Ten bucks a month gives you a 10% discount on the Teespring Church merch. Go get yourself a t-shirt, a sweatshirt, so many other designs on so many other different materials down there. Guys, there's a lot of cool stuff there. Check it out. Also, 15 bucks a month gives you a 20% discount on the Teespring Church. And also, those upper tiers get you into the Church Coin competition. This is the last week of our Church Coin competition. Who will be the new Church Coin champion? Will I defend my belt and become a two-time Church Coin champion in a row? Well, I guess it'd be what, like three-time Church Coin champion. Or was this my third time? No, this would be. This would, uh, no, this would be your first defense. It'd be my first defense. Yeah. Okay. First yeah. Defense, so I'm. Yeah. yeah whatever. Uh, <laughs> or will it be Mason, and he will be essentially the three-time Church Coin yeah. champion? Or dude, you should be. You should be betting alongside of us, Devin. It'd be a lot. Of fun. I know you should be. Honestly. No, I have to stay unbiased. That's how. I, oh, okay. It is what yeah. it is. It is what it is. Anyways, it's a lot of fun, guys. So we will be starting a new series after UFC 276. Also, guys, we will be live this Saturday, UFC 276 Fight Companion. We will be live early. We'll be in studio early. We'll be an all-day thing. We might have to take a break or two, or someone's going to have to go take a shit um, and not come back for 20 minutes because their back hurts. That's me, so I'm sorry. I can't do these long ones. Uh, But either way, it will be a lot of fun. Casting couch. Casting couch? Uh, Sorry, we could do a couch. We could bring in a couch here. No, we could just we could we could do it out out there on the there. couch. Just yeah. set it all up yeah, out there. It'd be more comfortable. Yeah, it would be actually. We'll figure Another it out. great idea by Devin. Anyway, yeah, uh, we could. I mean, that would be a, that'd be a different setup, but we. I mean, we we'd could. literally have to move everything: the computer, the boards. That wouldn't be that hard. All of that shit. But anyways, we can figure it we'll out. We'll figure it out, guys. Um, that might be fun. We that will be, be live. We will be live in studio for UFC 276. It will be a lot of fun, guys. So make sure you uh, wait for that. Smash that like button. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. All of that stuff the YouTubers are supposed to say. And until next time, we appreciate the fuck out of each and every one of you. Guys, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as well. Go follow us there. We're trying to post funny memes. Trying to make you guys laugh. Hit us up. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening to the Church of MMA podcast. We appreciate each and every one of you bad motherfuckers. This is the Church of MMA. My name is Mason Knight. That is David Craig and Devin Davis on the ones and twos. Thank you guys so much. And until next time. Cosmo says Devin's full of good ideas. Yes. You're right. Thank you. I do not disagree. That is why he's... Kenobi! Okay, let's go.